Assalamu alaikum. This is just another video brought to you by our friends over Arabic Workshop, the world's first ever Arabic language listening library. So if you go over there, you'll see that everything is in Fusha, everything is stuff that you can apply in your language every single day, and the entire resource is just something you can bolt onto your normal studies. We know that with online studies, sometimes it's really hard to kind of replicate the everyday kind of scenarios that you need to immerse yourself in to really improve your listening. And that's why Arabic Workshop have put together a growing library of over 150 different scenarios. Some of them begin with the real basic, things like packing your bag to go on holiday, things like um, taking a trip to the pyramids and stuff, all the way up to level 15, where you have lessons that are entirely in the Arabic language, and more complicated issues and discussions. All of this is brought to you by some of the most cutting edge language learning technology that there is out there in the world. From whiteboard animations to bespoke illustrations to having professional Arabic language native speakers who are doing the voiceovers for you as well. So to get yourself started on Arabic Workshop today, just go to the link in the description below and don't forget to type in Arabic with Sam 10 to make sure you get 10% off. So without further ado, a final thanks to Arabic Workshop for making it all possible and let's get on with the video. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you all for joining me for another video here on the Arabic with Sam channel. Hope you guys have had an amazing weekend so far. So in this video, you know, every Sunday we said that we were kind of going to kind of do a bit of chat, a bit of talk time. We're going to kind of talk about um, kind of longer form conversations about strategy for learning the Arabic language and kind of stuff like that. So um, so this video won't necessarily be we won't kind of build our vocabulary, we won't go through any grammar or anything in this video, but I will share something that I think is really, really valuable for, for any Arabic student who has any concerns about the direction in which they're going in Arabic. If you have any doubts about whether you're on the right track or whether you're, you've got the right kind of materials, or if, you're, if you've got any doubts about that, or, and you really kind of want to put together a realistic plan for learning the Arabic language, I think this will be a really, really good um, episode of the podcast if you're listening on the podcast or video if you're watching here on YouTube for you guys to really take in. So, um, you know, generally throughout my throughout my career, I'm always kind of thinking about new resources that I could create for the Arabic language. And and I, I recently, well, well, actually a little while ago, but I've recently revisited it, started writing a book about... Um, about actually how to put together a plan for you to learn the Arabic language. And I, I thought it would be a really useful little pocketbook just for anybody before they even start learning Arabic to just read this little book and it will just give you context on, on everything because students really confuse themselves and even teachers confuse students a lot of the time as well and native Arabic speakers confuse students even more than anybody else at all, right? And that leaves Arabic students in a really, really uncomfortable position where, where it can be really hard to know where to go for the things that you really want to learn. So, um, so I kind of devised this system for students to be realistic, you know, because lo lo lots of students really want to achieve a lot with very little work in a very short amount of time without really investing themselves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like students are often very, very unrealistic. So, so what I'm going to talk about today is a little system that I kind of devised to help students have a realistic plan for themselves. So, um, yeah, so, so, so this video is kind of particularly, it's, it's about four keys for mastering the Arabic language. So, so, so what are those four keys? So, so these are kind of four things that you need to bear in mind when you're thinking about whether you are going to be successful in learning the Arabic language or not. So what are they? So number one, number one is how much support you get. Okay, I'll expand on all of them. We'll run through them, run through the four of them, just so you know what they are, and then we'll spend a bit more time expanding on them and, and, and what they mean. So, number one is is your resources, right? Number two is how long you're willing for it to take you. Okay, so you need to be realistic about whether you want to learn in learn Arabic in one year, in two years, in three years, in ten years, in twenty years, in fifty years. Okay, 
Uh, number three is how hard you're willing to work. Okay, that's another variable, right? Are you willing to put in two hours a day? Are you willing to put in half an hour a week? Are you willing to put in two hours a week, right? That's something that you need to consider. Number four is how much of a gifted linguist you are, okay? Uh, that's the last variable. How gifted are you at learning languages? Because when you look at these four, most people score very well in some of them, right? But, you know, you actually need to score pretty well in like three of them for it to be realistic for you, okay? So let's kind of d demonstrate what I mean by that. So, so let, 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 let's do an example, okay? So, um, let actually, yeah, but before we do that, maybe, I'll, I'll say one more point. So for number one, when I mention what resources are available or what support is available, normally this means money. Yeah, this normally means how much money you're willing to spend on a program because on a program or on a teacher or on books or on resources or on whatever, right? It's normally very, very closely correlated to money because people have a lot of resources at their disposal entirely for free. There's tons of Arabic language information available for free, but there's very, very little Arabic language wisdom available for free, right? And there's a very, very big, big difference between those things, right? So to give you an example, like, I think it would be fair to say that 90% of the information inside of the Arabic in 60 Steps program you could find for free on YouTube. Okay, not, not all of it. Like there, there are things in it that I had to travel to Palestine to learn and I don't know anybody in the English-speaking world who's teaching it. There are some things like that, but, but most of it, like up to step 52 probably, you could find that information somewhere else, right? But it would take you 50 years to find it and to get it into your head and to have it presented to you in a way which is you know, which you get and to be given exercises to help you be well drilled in it and have work marked for you and be able to correct yourself and all, all kinds of stuff like that, right? It would take you so much longer that the amount it costs to invest in the program is is a pittance, right? Compared to the amount of time it would take you, right? So so that's that's why it normally means money. But, but I deliberately put resources because some people do have wisdom available to them for free, right? Some people do have, some people do have friends who have been learning Arabic for 10 years longer than them, and they have resources for free, right? So also some people like my kids who will have compulsory Arabic enforced, will have compulsory Arabic wisdom enforced upon them <laughs> from, from a young age. So, um, so some people do, but for 90% for of people, it means money, yeah? It means, are you willing to invest a lot of money in something? So, so what do you do with these four variables, right? With these four variables of your Arabic study, right? how much you're willing to invest in your studies, how long you're willing for your journey to take, how hard are you willing to work, and how gifted an Arabic language linguist are you. If you look at these four variables, what I, what I say to students when they're trying to think of how to make their journey a bit more realistic is um, if you were to mark yourself out of 10 for these, okay, I would say that obviously it's all just kind of on your own compass, right? But the actual practice of you doing this will be very, very helpful. So if you were to mark yourself out of 10 for each of them, I would say for your journey to be successful, for you to learn Arabic before you die, you need to score 30 or above out of, out of 40, right? If you, if you score 10 out of 10 for each of them, you'd learn Arabic really quickly. Like you'd be an incredibly good student. If you were, in, if you were willing to invest tens of thousands of pounds in your Arabic language education, you were willing for Arabic to take you your entire life, you're willing to work 10 out of 10 hard, like you're prepared to study eight hours a day or something, and you're an incredibly gifted linguist, 
right? Like all, all of those as a combination, like, like you're going to be a phenomenal linguist if you're willing to do all of those things, right? But the reality is that most people, they aren't. Do you know what I mean? Without this kind of guidance that I'm providing in, you know, in, in, in this episode, most people kind of approach the Arabic language without even thinking about how those variables weigh up with each other, right? They kind of come and they say, well, I'd like to learn Arabic sort of for free, you know, so they'd score zero, right, on, on that. On, on, on how much money they're willing to invest. When you think about how much time they're like, oh, I'd really like to be sort of pretty fluent in a year, right? So they want to invest no money and they want to learn Arabic in a relatively short amount of time. And that, you know, when it actually comes down to it, they're probably not that willing to work hard, right? They want to listen to a podcast in the background, maybe, you know, make some flashcards so they feel like they're working hard or something. Do you know what I mean? And maybe, you know, and be, and be inconsistent anyway. And then, they they might be gifted linguists, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know, they might have a pretty high um, IQ and they might be, you know, they, they might be pretty gifted, so I don't know, they might score like five on that, so in total they have a grand total of like nine, maybe out of 40, like that, that's a journey where they might learn Arabic, they might learn Arabic if they live to 782, right, but humans don't tend to live that long anymore, so like, they probably won't learn Arabic, right, that, that amounts to an unrealistic that, that amounts to an unrealistic Arabic language learning journey, right? So what they need to do is they need to look at this quadrant and they need to tinker with it a little bit. They say, look, like, okay, I'm pretty gifted. Okay, so let's say like eight out of 10. Okay, I'm pretty gifted with that. Okay, how hard will I work? Look, I need to work harder. If I'm gonna get up to 30 out of 40, I need to work a lot harder. So let, let's say seven, okay? Let's say I'll put in like a few hours, a good few hours, good solid hours a week of consistent work. Let's say how many resources I'm wanting to invest in. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not money. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I met some. I meet some students who are religiously committed to not spending any money. Like they just desperately want to learn for free, right? Maybe maybe you're willing to do something else, right? Maybe you're willing to do something else for your Arabic teacher. Maybe you're willing to, I don't know, clean their house for them or something. Or you're willing to, um, I don't know, whatever, do their do their laundry or something. I, I, I don't know what you're willing to do. But you're, you're willing to, you know, you're you're willing to do something for that. So let's say you get like eight out of 10 for that and then you're, you're willing for it to take you a bit longer you think okay in a year you know I'll be 19 in a year whatever some students are like, I'll be 19 in a year so I've got a bit longer than that let's say like until I'm until I'm 25 give it six years or something then then you then you end up with a bit more of a realistic journey and, and you're more likely to complete it as well if you set something that's realistic right like the, the amount of time students never learn Arabic because they've sent themselves 51 year goals that they can't meet Right. Whereas if in the beginning they just set themselves one 10 year goal, they'd have achieved it and they'd, have, they'd be a place in the Arabic language where they want to be. So um, to demonstrate this to you a little bit, I thought what I'd do is I'd, I'd explain what, what I'm like. Do you know what I mean? How do I weigh up on this quadrant and how does a typical Arabic in 60 steps student weigh up on this quadrant? So for me, OK, so what's what's my journey like? If we first we think about investment. OK, so I was willing to leave my home. And, um, and travel to London. And my entire degree probably cost me 30 grand. I, I managed to go to university before the fees went up here in the UK. Like it used to be three grand a year and now it's gone up to like nine or 10 grand a year. But um, but for a bachelor's, I managed to get into uni the year before it went up. So mine was like three grand a year and then my living expenses. And I was willing to di nearly die a few times when I went to Palestine as well. So there's sort of like, there's like the amount of money I put into it and the time and like my life, which I sort of was willing to put on the line for it as well. So like I think I'd score like a solid nine on, on that one, right? So some people are willing to spend more. Like people who are going to university now, like they're spending nine grand a year, 
Do you know what I mean? For, for an Arabic language degree. So they're investing a lot more, right? Or, or even people, I'd even say people who, people who travel to another country to go and learn, like let's say people who go to Islamic University of Medina and they go and learn Arabic there, like they've left their home. Do you know what I mean? They've left the comforts of their home. And maybe that, maybe that equates to more. Like maybe they get 10 out of 10, right? But like, let's give me like a nine out of 10 for that. How much time was I willing? So I'm, so I'm willing to spend my entire life learning. So let's give myself a 10 out of that. I don't know how much better I can do than that because I'm, I'm hopefully going to spend my life learning Arabic. So, so let's give myself a 10. Um, how hard am I willing to work? So, so I'm quite a hard worker. I have lots of students on my program who are harder workers than me, but I'm quite, I'm quite a hard worker. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the best studier in the world. I give myself 8 out of 10 for that maybe because like, um, I found myself, because I'm, I'm, I'm relatively entrepreneurial, I think. Like I want to... I want to build projects and I want to try to earn money and stuff. So like I'm, I'm motivated by other things as well. So, so I'm not entirely like just study Arabic all the time, whereas some people are. So, so I'd give myself an eight out of that. And then how gifted am I? M- maybe a five or a six, I'd say. In, in some ways, Allah Azawajal has made things easy for me. But but like generally, I'm, like I'm, I'm pretty severely dyslexic and I've, and I really struggle learning languages. So I give myself like a five out of five for that. So we've got like what, like a ten a nine, an eight, and a five, right? What what does that actually add up to? So, what, 10 and a nine, 19 with an eight, 27, plus five, 32 or something, right? 32-ish. Okay, that, that adds up to a realistic journey, right? For learning the Arabic language. I can look at that and say, look, fair enough, okay? But like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's have a look at like an Arabic in 60 step student and see kind of how they fare. So how much are they willing to spend? So the price for the Arabic in 60 Steps program is £197, right? It's one of the cheaper, cheapest programs that I've seen for what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, like most programs that are like that online, like I think they tend to charge closer to £1,000. They tend to. Like a program with like sort of 30 hours of teaching, the volume of resources and the support that it offers it, you know, it, it seems that they seem to charge a lot more than, than what I do, but... But but in that case, right, you've got a situation there where it's not loads of money, but it is is still loads of support, right? So it's difficult. It's, it's harder to score that one, but I'd still score that one highly, right? Because because even though students have invested an amount of money that isn't as much as its competitors, they still get an amount of resources, an amount of support that they would from from the competitors, right? So I, so I guess. Um, so, so I guess that is the case. And then also students who do that program invest themselves in other ways, I suppose. So um so I don't know. We'd, we'd give students like an eight. Maybe perhaps for that. How much time are they willing to invest? So, so the Arabic in 60 Steps program is usually, most students complete it in, I usually say like six to 18 months, but most are on kind of the 18 months level, right? Like most students, by the time they actually get through all of the material and are really happy with it, it's usually about 18 months. So I don't know, that, that is quite a long time, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a lifetime, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'd score that like a seven or something maybe. So we've got like an eight and a seven, what, 15, okay. Um, so how hard were they? Well, they need to work really hard, right? Students in the Arabic in 60 steps program, they work really hard, right? I'll give them like a nine out of 10 for that because like, yeah, to, to, to finish it in 18 months though is what I'm saying. They have to work really hard. If students are happy to kind of, you know, just take it in over two or three or four years because students get lifetime access, right? So if students are happy to, to, to not be at the real pinnacle of the program where they're reading and engaging with really ancient scripture in the Arabic language. Like if they're happy to for that take them two or three, three and a half years, like 
they, they have the option for that. But I'm, I'm saying if they complete it within 18 months, right? So, so what did I say for that? So how hard do they work? I'll give them a nine, right? Um, I've forgotten the numbers um, now, but like we've got like what, like eight, ten, and nine or something like that, right? So, and then and then I don't know for for how gifted are they? I think students to really get the most from the Arabic in sixty steps program, they need to be like five out of ten smart, I think, because just because we cover a lot of ground um, really quickly, like to 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 get the amount that we cover into sixty steps, we do cover a lot, but but that's why it needs to be. That's why it needs to be as flexible as it as it is, because students need to be able to watch a video forty seven times if they if they want to. Do you know what I mean? They have the option to watch it forty seven times if they if they want. They can have it playing on repeat in their sleep if they want. So um, so that you, you see like that adds up to a realistic journey for learning the Arabic language. So um, so that is kind of my summary on the four key kind of variables of learning the Arabic language, right? Like if, you know, if, if you're at the very beginning stages of learning Arabic, I think this is a really beneficial episode for you to listen to because, you know, mo- most people start out and they just don't know what a realistic Arabic language learning journey looks like. You know, in fact, most of the time when people are trying to kind of self-study or if people don't have the resources of a, of a personal teacher who can teach them, they're often someone who hasn't learned Arabic, planning their own journey for learning Arabic. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, I don't know, sometimes it's helpful to have someone like, like someone, you know, myself or someone like myself to be able to look back and say, look, like, these are kind of some variables that will affect it. You know, because there are some things that some attitudes that some students will take that mean that they will never learn Arabic. You know, like some students focus on just working really hard. You know, they're like, I'll just work eight hours a day with with no real appreciation for for actually they need to spend some money on the right resources or or for no appreciation of that. OK, but you also need to be a bit gifted as well like you because you can't learn arabic on just any one of them and in fact any three of them right if you scored zero on any of them i don't think it'd work even you know because if you're if you're prepared to invest money if you're prepared to invest money and you're prepared for it to take you a long time and you'll work hard but you're not gifted at all i don't think you'll ever learn arabic you know, or if you're not prepared to spend any money on it to get the right resources, but you're prepared to spend your whole life on it and you're pretty gifted and you're prepared to work hard. I don't, I don't think even with that combination, you'll, you'll ever learn Arabic. Right. And if you and if and if you do, it, it might be it might only work over the whole amount of time until you're so old that humans don't live that long. Right. It's something very, very interesting about achieving goals. Right. Like I, I remember watching um, um, a video about wealth. Um, saying that the average person in America, like the average person in America could become a millionaire if they live to be 150 years old, but none of them will, so they never do, right? Like if if the average person in America, by the age of 60, they've normally saved a certain amount and they have it in the bank account and they earn interest on it, well, a lot of them will stand. Obviously, we don't do that, but it's the study that, that about people in America who do that. Like, yeah, they would, they, would, they would become millionaires, but they'd have to live to 150, you know, so... Getting something done in your lifetime is a condition of achieving a goal. That's everything for this video. Hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Next time, what we have on Friday, inshallah, is we're doing a little tongue twister. Um, yeah, I'm going to break down a little tongue twister, inshallah. We'll learn some new words. It'll be really good fun because, um, yeah, we're doing a little tongue, tongue twister. So um, until next time, Assalamu alaikum.